Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The word is good. The word is good. Praise God. Um, If you would this morning, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Last week we began ministering uh, some, well, we ministered on Psalm 91. Anyone remember? We read through Psalm 91. Um, And boy, what what a great portion of scripture. But we ended up in Luke 10, reading Luke 10, verse 19. So I actually want to pick up where we left off last week um, and, and look at that. If, uh, if we could, Luke 10, 19, it says this, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you amen 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 uh this is jesus talking and this is a tremendous statement this is uh as we said last week this was after the uh 72 that he had sent out to go minister in his Uh, in his name, uh, came back, and those 72 disciples were stunned. (laughs) They were amazed that even demons listened to them when they ministered in the name of Jesus. And Jesus was saying, guys, this should not be shocking to you. It should not be shocking to you. And, and, And he said this statement, I've given you this authority. I've given you this ability to go out and to tread on, to walk over, to advance past anything that the enemy would try to stir up or bring up in your life or in those that you're connected to. Uh, this was uh, this was uh, mind renewal uh, for those that were there with Jesus at the time. But how many can say, um, at least for me, my mind needs to be renewed to these facts uh, from time to time. It is important for us to uh, not just hear these things once and then forget it. But it is important for us to revisit some of these things. And so uh, in my heart, I just knew that we weren't done necessarily with this verse. (laughs) With this verse. Behold, I have given you, Jesus, the head of the church, has given us, and if we want to translate this from when Jesus was talking to the 72 into where we live today in the body of Christ, in the church, right? He could say, behold, I have given you the church. I have given you my body, Jesus was saying. My body, authority. Authority. What is authority? It's delegated power. Yeah. That's right. 
Authority is delegated power. And oftentimes when we minister on the subject, we use something that, uh, as, an, uh, as an example that we can all relate to, and that is our law enforcement. Our, our, our police officers that we have out there, they have a measure of authority that's been delegated to them by the town or the, the city that they, are, uh, that they are employed by. They have been delegated power to go out and uh, enforce whatever laws that have been decreed in that town, that city, uh, in that nation. They have been delegated power, and we call it authority. Yeah. Yep. They have authority to stop someone mm -hmm. when they're supposed to be stopped. That's right. And if you don't stop when they say stop, I don't want to get in trouble here, but... Uh, <laughs> If you don't stop when they say halt, right? When they say stop, they are carrying something on their hip that packs power. That's yeah. right. That will enforce the authority that they have been given. That's right. That's right. And Jesus looked at those 72 people and said, guys, the reason I'm here, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm going to fulfill what I need to fulfill on the cross is so that you, you, everybody say me, me, me that I can have authority, delegated power. Who's it delegated from? Jesus. That's right. He yes. delegated authority, a power, excuse me, to you, yes. that you have authority. Over what? All the power of the enemy. That's right. Amen. Do you know how big that is? I, I don't know that I, I've wrapped my head yet around what that means over all the power of the enemy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. But, um, you know, if you don't know you have authority, then you're not going to use it. And if you don't use it, the enemy will walk all over you. Because we can look around and we can see Christians that just, they spend their whole lives getting beat up, getting, getting knocked around with circumstances, uh, getting in one situation after another situation, and it just doesn't look like they're walking in the victory that Jesus said he already purchased for us. He already gave us the victory. He got the victory for us. And told us we're more than conquerors yeah. because of what he did. Amen. But oftentimes we see the body of Christ, we Christians as a whole, not walking in the level of victory that Jesus purchased yes. for us. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, 
what many Christians do is start to cry and say, God, where's my victory? I don't understand what's going on. Well, he told us in the word how to access the victory that he's already given us. And this right here is one of the big keys. Understanding what he has given us and the, the ability that we have in his name to tread over, to walk over all the power of the enemy that would try to come into our lives. And uh, last week I... I I said this phrase in the the Weist translation, the beginning of this says, Behold, I have given you authority to advance. Yes. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Because we're not saying, uh, Jesus was not saying that the enemy will never be present in your life. That the enemy won't try to rear his head. That circumstances won't try to come. A matter of fact, the more you press into God, (laughs) the more you stir up the, the presence of the enemy because he doesn't like you advancing into the realms of God, into the things that God has for you. He does not like when Christians are walking in the full plan of God for their lives. Why? Because that means they're walking in a level of power and authority that the enemy can't overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. When we start to realize and see in the word who we are and what Jesus purchased for us and what we can accomplish and how we can advance in the things of God and the plan of God, no matter what the enemy tries to do, that scares him. And so he will do everything he can possibly do to help help you not remember that, (laughs) to help keep you out of the places that preach that, right? I, I mean, he'll do whatever he can to try and talk you out of the authority that you have. Yes, he will. Hmm. Turn with me this morning, if you would, to 1 Peter 5. Behold, I've given you authority to advance. Praise the Lord. You're believing with me this morning. All that he wants to be ministered is ministered. 1 Peter 5. Ah, and uh, we, we'll start here in verse 8. 1 Peter 5, 8 says this, Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Notice that. He is walking around. He's roaring like a lion. Has anyone ever heard a lion roar? It is amazing. It makes your whole body vibrate, doesn't it? If you're in the, if you're at the zoo or something like that, and they let out a roar, I mean, 
it can leave you shaking in your boots. Yeah. Right? You're like, well, because it goes through you. The enemies, uh, the, the enemy loves to roar like that. Mm-hmm. He loves to try to shake people. Yes. He loves to try and, and rattle the Christians that are, that are around. Why? Because if he can get you to believe the roar, if he can get you to believe the roar, you'll forget what Jesus did for you. You forget the authority you have over him. Yes. Here's the thing about the zoo. <laughs> You can hear that lion roar. It can go through you and make you shake. But then you look at the big chasm, the cement gulf yeah. between you and him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And you think, roar away, baby. Roar. It's impressive. It's impressive, but you are not getting to me. Right. That's right. Why? There's a safeguard that's been put in place by this big cement ditch. And a lot of times, you know, there, there might be, you know, other animals or something around there. Not too many near the lions because they'll eat them. But, but, you know, you've got big fences and things like that. Even in what's, you know, considered like a, if you go to an animal kingdom or something that's a natural habitat, you are so far removed You might not even see the safety features and the fencing that's put in place, but baby, it's there. I'm not paying somebody $120 to go see a lion that can come eat me. That's right. Amen. (laughs) I mean, that's one ticket I won't purchase. That's right. Right? But I will purchase one to go see one far away. And you can roar all you want, and you can be impressive with your roar, but you cannot touch me because of the safety that's been put in place. Right. Amen. So the Bible tells us, Peter tells us, guys, I need you to be sober-minded. What's sober-minded? Clear thinking, right? Someone who's, who's uh, not sober when they're drunk, what? Their thinking is goofy. Yeah. They think they can do things that they can't do. Yeah. <laughs> they think they can drive things that they shouldn't be driving. Yeah. Yes. Come on now. They think they can go places that they shouldn't go. Right. And Peter's saying, guys, I need you to be sober about this. Yeah. I need you to think the way the Bible tells you to think. Mm-hmm. I need you to think the way Jesus told you to think. Remember, be watchful because your enemy, your adversary, the devil, he is prowling around like a lion. Mm -hmm. In other words, he's very impressive in what he looks like. The enemy, the enemy can be impressive in how he prowls around and how he sounds. Yes. What he stirs up around your life. And Peter's saying, guys, be sober about this. Because there's going to be times where you hear him roar. There's going to be times where you see him prowling about, trying to stir things up in your life. And you need to remember that he is looking to devour somebody. That's right. The next verse, please. The next verse says, what? Resist him. That's right. Don't be impressed with him. Resist him. Firm 
in your faith. Yes. How does faith come by, come, by the way? By hearing. By hearing. Hearing the word of God. So why do we come to church every Sunday? Why do we listen to messages throughout the week? So that faith can continue to come. So that when the enemy tries to roar but come about and roar like a lion, we are able to resist. Yes. Because we have some faith about us. Yes. Amen. We have some word in us. And we understand that you may sound impressive. But Jesus already told me, I have authority over you. Amen. And I can advance no matter what you sound like or what you look like. Amen. Authority to advance yes. resist him firm in your faith knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world now that word suffering you look it up it also means hardships this was written first peter was written they say around 60 a.d early on Jesus hadn't been gone that long. The whole body of Christ. And there, at that point, there seriously was not a lot of Christians on the earth. And they were being persecuted majorly for their faith. Majorly. I mean, you, uh, you study history out, they're being burned at the stake. They're, they're being fed to real lions for sport. They are seriously dealing with what we would call suffering, yes. hardship. Yeah. They are losing loved ones because of their faith. Yes. Yeah. And that's what Peter's saying. Guys, your enemy, he roars about, but I need you to resist him. Resist him. Thank you. How? Stay strong in faith. Stay strong in faith. Faith comes by hearing, but faith is released by what we say. Yes. Right? Amen. Amen. So when you see things being stirred up in your life, you know it's the enemy, you are authorized to speak to that. Mm -hmm. That's right. Amen. You are authorized to tell it not here, not my life, not my body, not my things. Can we look at John 10, 10, just to remind ourselves who we're dealing with here? John 10, verse 10. Because how do we know? I mean, there, there are people out there that think, well, I don't know if this uh, this sickness that's come up in my body. I don't know if this challenge that's come up in my life, I don't know if it's of God or if it's of the enemy. So let's look at that, shall we? John 10, verse 10, you can put that up for me. It says this, the thief, talking about the enemy, comes only. This is his only job. He comes only to what? Steal. steal, to kill, 
and to destroy. Yes. And then Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So here's a little clue for us all. If something comes up in your life that's trying to steal from you, that's trying to kill you, or that's trying to destroy a part of your life that you know is fr from God, then we know it's from the enemy. thief, the enemy, yeah. Satan. And we know that we have authority to tread over or tread on all the power of the enemy. Easy. It's so simple that people miss this. Come on now. This is not hard. The enemy is the one. Satan is the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus is the one that came to bring us life and life more abundantly. This is not hard. And yet Christians try to intertwine that somehow God is working with the devil and the devil's working to help out God and the devil brought you the or that God wanted you to be sick so that you could learn something and you know so this is God's way of teaching you something yep. don't get so fancy with your thinking that's right Amen. It, it takes some fancy thinking. It takes some, some uh, worldly thinking to get this confused. Yes. Yes. It really does. And yet the enemy is able to blindside people because they're not thinking soberly the way Jesus told us to think. That's right. Amen. They're not thinking the way the word says we're to think. That's right. The thief, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And you might say, well, you know, this pain in my body, it's not killing me. You know, if you let sickness go in your body, yeah. this last uh, year and a half or whatever it's been of this COVID wave thing, you know, if you let that stay in your body, it will kill you. We've That's noticed. Right. We've right. found out, right? That's right. If you don't resist these things, if you don't tread over these things, the enemy's main objective is to kill and destroy. Yeah. That is his main objective. If he can't get you to stop serving God, he will try to take you out. Yeah. 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 He will. This is not to be, make people scared. No, no, no. He said, be clear-minded, be sober-minded. Be, be aware, be watchful. Why? Because so many times, for me, myself included, we'll just let certain things linger and stay in our lives that are not of God. That's right. We'll let things that hinder and delay and little mm, circumstances, we just, I'll just let them stay. Because they're not, they're not killing me. They're not completely destroying everything. They're just bothersome. But more and more, the Spirit of God is pointing out to me, nope, that's not of me. Don't let it stay. And so you've got people thinking, well, why doesn't God just take care of it? He did. He gave you authority to tread 
over all the power of the enemy. That is what God did. And so when we see these things in our life, it's our, it's my job to say, Satan, not here. That's right. Amen. I'm going to use the faith that God gave me. I'm going to give, use the authority in his name that I have as part of the body of Christ to tread over you. You're not staying in my life. You might as well just pack up and go because there is a big cement cavern between you and me and you cannot touch me no matter how hard you roar. You cannot touch me no matter how hard you roar. So the enemy is the one that steals, kills, and destroys, right? Jesus is the one that wants us to have life and life more abundantly. He's the one that's on our side, right? So we've got to keep our thinking straight. And you might think, well, I know that. But sometimes, even when we know things, we, our mind just duh, takes a little detour to make an excuse for why something is left in our lives that shouldn't stay. Preaching to me preaching to me so if it's the enemy that's the one that steals kills and destroys but Jesus the one that gave us life also gave us authority to advance Mm -hmm. over anything that the enemy tries to bring our way then we should be in good shape Mm -hmm. right Authority is wonderful because you you get to do things with very little action. And I'll, I'll say it this way. The policeman, uh, if he wants to go out and stop traffic, say one of the traffic lights goes out, right? What does he do? Does he pull out his gun? No, He's, all he has to do is this. And what do we do? We stop. Why? Because of the authority that he has. It takes very little effort on his part. That's right. Matter of fact, if he had to physically stop moving vehicles from coming towards him, uh, he wouldn't win the battle. And here's the thing, Christians think that what the enemy is coming towards me with at 60 miles an hour is so big and so strong and so scary and so powerful, I couldn't possibly be strong enough to stop the enemy in his tracks. And they sit there and they go, like they think they physically have to stop the enemy. That's not how the policeman stops traffic. Right? He walks out in the middle of traffic. Just walks out there and does this. And everybody stops. It's awesome. But here's the thing. If I walked out dressed like this in the middle of traffic, some people might swerve around me to, to prevent from hitting a pedestrian, right? <laughs> and therefore getting in trouble with the law, but they don't have to listen to me. They don't have to, they don't have to obey this. They might out of courtesy, but they don't have to. The enemy is 
very aware of those Christians that know they're wearing a badge and know they have authority and those who don't. He's very aware. And the ones who don't understand that they have the authority that Jesus gave them, oh my goodness, the devil will wreak havoc in their lives. Yeah. He will, and, and that's what, what we started this morning by saying, there are, there are Christians that they love God with all their heart. They serve him, they might serve in their local church, but they're just getting beat. And it's simply because they don't know who they are and the, the authority that Jesus gave them to use. So uh, we don't, actually don't minister on this subject all that often, but you see why it's a subject that needs to be brought up from time to time. Amen. You know, because we need to be reminding ourselves, it's my job to take authority over the enemy in my life. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. There, there's so, so much we could say. There's, um, there's things that we need to know about this subject. And of course, uh, I, I've told you before, but the last Miracle Crusade we did in New York with Pastor Nancy Dufresne. She ministered on this subject several nights. So I, again, encourage you to pull those up and listen to those because she gets a, a little more detailed, had more time to get into some of these things. But uh, we need to be aware, be watchful of what's going on in our lives and sit there and determine, wait a minute, is that stealing? Is that killing? Is that destroying part of my life? Yeah. Well, that's not of God. And I have authority over that. Now, what we don't have, Jesus told us we have authority over all the power of what? The enemy. What we don't have is all authority over other people. That's right. And it's important uh, to say that. Uh, in Ephesians, uh, Paul told us, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. What does that mean? We don't wrestle against other people. The enemy might be using other people and frequently does use other people to stir up strife and problems in your life. And so a lot of times we might get confused and think, well, it's Aunt Tilly. She's my problem. She, she's the problem. She's been talking about me. She doesn't like that I like that I know Jesus, and, and, and she's talking to me. You know, she's talking to Grandma, and she's talking to, to Uncle Bob, and she's you know she's stirring up all this stuff, and she's causing me. It's, it's Aunt Tilly. She's my problem. And in Jesus' name, Aunt Tilly, I command you. <laughs> be careful. Be sober-minded. Understand who's stirring up Aunt Tilly, right? Who's, uh, you know, Antilly might be the mouthpiece, <laughs> but she might not have a clue. Maybe she does have a clue, but our problem isn't Antilly. Right. And if we're not careful, we'll get offended at Antilly mm -hmm. instead of 
rebuking the enemy and taking authority over the enemy that's stirring things up. That's important because this is how our authority works. We have authority over the enemy that's rearing stuff up in our life. Hallelujah. And so we want to make sure that if something starts stirring up, we start talking to the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that's not calling, uh, you know, your sister and saying, do you know what Aunt Tilly's doing? She's that, that is not the appropriate response if you want hmm. things to be taken care of in the spirit. The appropriate response, first talk to God about it <laughs> and then take authority over that situation. There's been times where I've been at a, in a workplace, secular workplace, and oh my goodness, personalities and strife and division starts coming up, and it all seems to be directed at me. I'm sure not all of it was, but you know, when you're in the thick of it, it all seems to be pointed at you. What did I do? Ah. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why things are happening. First thing I do is talk to God. Lord, something in there is not from you. <laughs> because strife is not of God. And, and these people, they're, they're uh, just yielding to what they know. They don't know any better. So it's not them. So, Lord, I'm asking you to help reveal to me what I can do and what needs to change in me. And now Satan, I I immediately turn over and say, I I command you to take your hands off my workplace, my environment. And I command you to stop stirring up the strife. And I promise you, within a week or two, all was revealed. <laughs> uh, the person that was saying this person did that thing, and you know, it all came to light. Things were smoothed over, and there was peace. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go in swinging at people, you know, verbally taking out people. I talked to God, I took authority over the enemy, and within a few weeks' time, peace was restored. Be sober. Be vigilant, one, one translation says. Be vigilant. Be watchful. For your enemy roams about. He prowls about. Praise the Lord as a lion, roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But we don't have to let him. He can roar all he wants over there. But he cannot reach me if I'm in the secret place of the Most High, like we talked about last week. Praise the Lord. Amen. I hope this was helpful this morning. Why don't you stand to your feet? His word is so good, so clear, and so helpful to our lives. And we want to make sure that we're keeping his word in us so that we can resist firm in our faith. Glory to God the faith which comes by hearing. Father, thank you for your word. We're so grateful for it. And we endeavor to do exactly what you've shown us, to be watchful, to be sober-minded, so that whenever the enemy tries to rear his head, we're able to see it, 
to speak to it, to tread past it and advance in all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You're dismissed.